So that's what we're deciding because we were like, oh, we'll talk about it again in the summer when we didn't know what to do in the spring. And I'm like, no, we still don't really that's know what to do. That's a problem for future me. Right, exactly. <laughs> How about we talk about it in the fall, like one month before we have to move out? I don't like so, this conversation. How about we just not have it? <laughs> How about we just repress it? <laughs> Push it down. Forget about it. Yeah, exactly. Forget so. Welcome to Ice Cream You Scream, a health and wellness podcast. Hi, I'm Trish, and I like to eat healthy, and I like to save money. And I'm Alex, and I like to eat money. On today's episode, what's up with eating healthy on a budget anyway? Wait a minute. <laughs> well, welcome back. Welcome, welcome back. How are you doing, Trish? I'm doing good, Alex. How are you doing today? It's just just you and I today. Yeah, back to the basics. Uh, Natasha was great. She's a great guest, great speaker. Uh, just super expensive, though. You know, we just yeah, we can't I know. afford to yeah. <laughs> bring people put, on. She puts a hefty bill for her for uh, knowledge, her, but her snippets of wisdom. It sounds like today's topic might really help with that, because if we can save money on food, that might mean that we can spend more money on other guest speakers. Guest so. speakers. Absolutely. I am excited to chat about this because I think it's something I actually get this question a lot. Like, it's almost like there's this parallel or this like I either have to like be like health conscious and eat healthy or I get to save money. There's just this like paradigm mm -hmm. that like eating healthy is expensive. And I truthfully do not believe that. So I'm hoping yeah. to give you some tips, go over some myths here. Um, and then as always, it can be kind of a discussion as to like, you know, where you really stand with this. And, and as the listener, you kind of get to decide again, like as always, you get to decide what is worth it for you. And I think we talk about that with health, but I want to kind of preface by saying you totally get to decide what you spend your money on as well. This is not meant to be a financial podcast. I just think in the realms of healthy eating, I want to give you some tips and tricks. Yeah, I think that I agree with that. Well, of course, I agree with that. This is super important because there's definitely like a I guess I'm not gonna be able to think of the word today because why would I? Um, but the thought is that these two things are exclusive, like saving money and eating healthy don't go hand in hand. You do have to choose one or the other. That's definitely the opinion that like, that I've had in my brain, which, you know, I could pretend and say like, well, that's why I don't do it because <laughs> like I'm made of money, but that that's not it. The, the truth is that I just love junk food and ice cream and, um, Hey, well, I'm happy that you can admit that because I do think it's maybe an excuse that some people use. Like, I think that we oftentimes have a lot of fear around money and what we should spend it on. And I do think sometimes it does like get in the way of people investing in themselves. If if they really want to be healthy, like then it's going to be worth the investment. Um, and that's kind of maybe another discussion. I do think like health investing in your health does save money down the line in medical bills. Of course, that's my perspective in the field coming from the field of prevention that we both come in, even even though we talk more about substance use prevention and and the field that we we work together in. I do think like public health, one of the degrees that I got in college was a lot about like preventing issues before it really gets to the medical world having to solve them and how that does save a lot of money. That saves companies a lot of money and loss of productivity um, and, you know, people needing to take sick time. So I do think there's like a societal way that like eating healthy will save you money in the long run for sure. Um, but also like in these situational moments when you're in the grocery store, what can you do to kind of feel good about your choice? Like you're saving a little bit, but you're still nourishing yourself and taking care of your your health. Right, right. 
And I, I feel like we've touched on that topic before as well, like this idea, this catchphrase of investing in yourself. We might have even talked about it in our last episode. I, I can't specifically remember, but saying that makes my brain go like, ah, connection, familiar. <laughs> connection. Uh, so I'm glad that we get to expand on that today. And I am curious to see like how people get this wrong. Like, I, I don't know, maybe my expectations are a little too high, but I'm expecting some things that are like hidden, like hidden ways that people get it wrong. And not just like the obvious ones of like, well, people get it wrong by not doing the right thing. Right. So <laughs> um, yeah, I, I guess this would be the time where I there really isn't a thing for me to unpack here, like a word or a phrase. Like yep. it's just, it's money management. So I'm happy to bounce it off to you right off the bat sure. and say, how do we, how do people get it wrong? You know, what are the trip ups here? Yeah, I think that healthy eating does not have to be expensive, but let's be real. Sometimes it is. And I think the main way that people get it wrong is buying replacements of all, like, let's say you're trying to eat healthy and they just buy replacements of all their past habits or all the ways that they've spent money before. So replacing all their junk food, quote unquote. So yes, the healthier, quote unquote, version of your chips and your Oreos or whatever, those brands are going to be more expensive than the processed package, like really popular brands. So ones that kind of, as bad as it is, this is a way that consumerism doesn't work in the field of health, that it's like, <laughs> hey, these are healthy fruit snacks. And you're like, these are like $7.95 a pack. Like what? We can add <laughs> like that to either eat fruit snacks or maybe even go for a whole food option, you know, mm -hmm. that um, isn't that, that expensive. But I do think that a lot of the brands that just buy off of like healthier Hot Pockets and it's a frozen meal that's like quick to make and it's like, that's more expensive than if you just bought like plain frozen veggies and, and meat and made your own kind of thing. So I think buying those replacements for those those name brands um, can sometimes be a way people get it wrong. Can we expand our, our non-existence like chain of products into food? The, the ice cream, you scream, make your own pocket. <laughs> I just, that was, uh, so. I like that. I like that. Now we Ooh. not only have a merchandise line, but we have a food line yeah. as well. Yep, we got yeah. it. We got to do it. We're going to compete with G, GV, Great Value, all of the market <laughs> pantry. We're, we're coming yes. for you guys. I love it. I love it. This episode might be, might, we might have a little bit too much fun because you made me laugh in the very beginning and I'm still choking on <laughs> some of that laugh in my throat. So I'm so sorry to the listeners if you hear me clearing my throat. That is why. That is why. But here's the next way that people get it wrong. I think kind of along these same lines, people might feel the need when they're going healthier to buy the creme de la creme of health. So saying like every label that I, I need to buy needs to be organic, non-GMO, free range, coacher and sometimes they don't even know what those labels really mean and like always you get to determine maybe you do want to have this goal of eating all organic produce maybe in another episode i could break that down there's some benefits some research is showing it might have more nutritional value of course there's the environmental impact maybe you're just an environmentalist and you don't you know you care about nature not having pesticides and you don't want to eat you know produce that has pesticides that's okay but i so you think said that pesticides pesticides pasta okay. on the side pesticides and and other things and a lot of times these labels are sometimes like 
Hmm. What do I want to say? They don't always necessarily mean that it is the healthiest. Um, some of these labels do, but I think buying just based on labels, like this is natural, this is gluten-free, but again, it's water. We chatted about this a little bit in the in the gluten-free section, like buying the packaged fruit that is labeled gluten-free and organic when maybe the kind that is not labeled because all fruit is naturally gluten-free could save you a couple of bucks and you you know, are still getting a healthier option. So kind of making these, picking your battles when it's worth it and not just listening to all the labels and thinking that that's going to denote a quote unquote healthier option. Right. And I know that actually, I think one of our first episodes, um, what first or second episodes, we kind of talked about that idea of following the labels. That was one of the ways that people get it wrong is by looking at the labels and being like, ah, like it says all of these things. And like, is it actually true? Is it actually good for you? Uh, so yeah. yeah. Long-time yeah. listeners should be no stranger to <laughs> should be no stranger to that. Labels. I call it like shiny thing syndrome, and I think that I I see it often, <laughs> and I know this of myself in other areas besides just like eating healthy. But when I think people first maybe go gluten free or start eating healthier, they're like, wait, what are all these products that I can get? Like, what are all the shiny new new um, brands that I can try? And what are all the things like? Oh, I started looking out for non GMOs, and I see every non GMO thing in the store, and let me just put it in my car. <laughs> Without, like right. those are maybe not staples that you actually really need um, and a lot of them mean nothing like things that say no preservatives and like made with real fruit they might still be a really processed fruit snack and it's not necessarily a healthier choice but they jacked up the price because it's labeled like it's healthier than your standard like I don't I don't know what's a standard fruit snack brand fruit by the foot <laughs> you know so I yeah. think kind of like buying into that shiny thing syndrome like when it's just labeled as being better for you when it's really not mm -hmm. okay yeah. interesting I'm uh coming up with a couple of questions okay. know that uh maybe maybe we can mention this uh, if you are listening to us today you may soon have a new way to consume your favorite or at least maybe top three. Let's let's be realistic and say top three podcast ice cream yes. ice cream uh, in some new formats. Uh, so if you are watching this, I apologize that I keep like doing this thing here because this is this is how we develop the uh, questions for the final scream later on. They they do truly happen during this episode. So I apologize that you see like my incredibly awkward super long for Alex here. is not distracted he's still listening he's actually working really hard getting those final screen yes, questions truly. if you are watching maybe this in video based format you're seeing just how much I move around during this podcast <laughs> I'm always taking sips of tea and moving my arms uh, so that's a visual for the audio listeners but the truth is I think those are the main ways that people get it wrong kind of getting into that sh shiny syndrome um, buying all the replacements when maybe a far healthier option is just not having all those problems processed packaged foods mm -hmm. and instead saving that for times when it's like it is special it is a party um, but I think the bulk of this episode is actually going to be in the section next on how people can get it right I have a lot more tips there okay fantastic so do you want to take a quick break and then move on or do you want to just keep on trucking what, what are you thinking let's take a little break why not okay fantastic don't go anywhere Hi everyone, Trish here. Hope you're enjoying this episode. Just popping in very briefly to share a little bit about what I do as a coach. In case you didn't know, I'm a health, life, and nutrition coach, and I help people feel good in their gut. I'm talking about improving digestion so you can feel good physically, but also feeling good deep down in your gut about the choices you're making for your health. I've struggled with gut health myself and often felt frustrated, confused, and alone. 
I was stressed by all the restrictive diets and conflicting info I'd get from mindless Google searches. That's why I created the Feel Good Gut System to help you manage the stress associated with your digestive issues. This unique coaching system has three components, mind, body, and wellness. I help you on a holistic level so you can find your calm and get in the right headspace for habit change. We'll find what works for your unique body with a built-in 30-day cleanse, and we'll make sure this fits into your life so you have control over your gut health and it no longer controls you. If you're interested in learning more about the Feel Good Gut System, visit my website, healthcoachingbytrish.com. Welcome back. We are here. We are here. And uh, if you're listening to this, you're here too. And that's, that's great. <laughs> Thanks for being here. That is great. Thank you for being here. Um, I'm excited to give some tips and stuff on how to get it right, how to eat healthy on a budget, how to save some money while eating healthy. And before I get into it, is there just anything that you want to say, Alex, anything you are anticipating, anything that you're kind of taking away, any questions thus far? Are we ready to save it or go in? And I've, I've put a couple of questions stream? into the final screen. I'm worried that one or both of them may be answered in, in this particular section, as I always do. Uh, but I'm liking what I'm hearing so far. It, it is interesting because like, my idea of buying healthy things is like, well, I better look for the Oreos that are like made with real wheat, you know, or, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so hearing, hearing myself get called out in that initial segment, um, you know, I'm, I'm feeling the shame and now I'm ready to be lifted back up into into the, the 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 healthy eating I don't know we need we need a we need a word for that we need a trademarked phrase the healthy eating zone Ooh, I, I don't know the, the healthy eating zone well you know what I'll say Alex I think I'll I'll kind of like mm -hmm. skip out of order with my list but this like applies to what you just said where I think ultimately a way to get it right for everybody truthfully to feel good about this decision is prioritizing or or coming up with what healthy does mean for you like i mentioned like maybe for you like you are someone who wants the highest of highest quality food that is good for you and the planet and you for you truly healthy mm -hmm. does mean all organic maybe for you it does mean making a slightly healthier choice like alex like i hope maybe you can't um <laughs> you are no longer maybe fooled by labels but there are certain things where like yes the soup with less sodium is still going to be a packaged food but if there's a little Little bit less sodium sometimes they add other things in but when it comes to like soup it's like yeah if you want to buy the soup with less salt that's still a packaged soup by all means if that is your priority then that's fine i think it's more just like prioritizing prioritizing what are negotiable for you and what are non-negotiables for you with regards to like how right. you label health now would sodium be a macronutrient or a micronutrient that's the question that's in my brain is it, it is a micronutrient? a micronutrient. That's kind of what I was leaning it's towards. It's a micronutrient. That's nice. One yes, it is. It is. And we all need a little bit of sodium. But you know what's interesting is like in America, I, I doubt there's anybody that has a <laughs> sodium <laughs> deficiency because we sure eat enough know. food. Usually we season food with salt. And, you know, so you're probably getting more than enough sodium. But, you know, after a run or physical exercise, you need a little bit to replenish your re electrolytes. So that's one of the things that sodium does for us because we use salt. We uh, lose salt like in our sweat and stuff. So that's the purpose of that. One of the most bittersweet moments in this show is that as I come up with questions for the final scream. Every once in a while, I'm able to answer my own question. 
because I've I've learned just enough, not enough to be an expert by any means, but just enough where I'm like, oh man, I used to be able to, like doing the final scream in the earlier episodes was so easy because I knew nothing. And now where it's like, I can't just. It was like an right. ignorance is bliss yeah. kind of state. So that's, uh, yeah. Now yeah. you're so informed. I'm so yeah. sorry I, for I doing hate that to you. Being wiser. My expectations oh my gosh, and my life funny. is so much easier All to right. live the lower I keep everybody's expectations of myself. That's true. And we do have higher <laughs> expectations for you, Alex. I mean, you are learning along with this yeah. podcast. Thank you guys for being here to learn you with are. me. It's yeah. nice to have the uh, yes. that group feeling, you know, the, the I, there's a word for that, too. Can't yeah. think of it. So we're, we're doing great. Let's let's turn it back over to you, Trish, before I just embarrass <laughs> myself even further. Sure. I think one of the main ways that you can get it right is to make your own food. This one seems simple, but like even when it comes down to baked goods, maybe you're not a huge baker, but having a couple recipes that you can have products on hand or the ingredients on hand that are like eggs, flour, just simple ingredients that you can put together, you are going to save money. As much as packaged foods are a convenience, that's literally what they are. They are convenient and then they are essentially like consumerism and capitalism in action is wanting to make more money off of you than if you can make it your own. So honestly, buy your staples for treats or, or again, maybe have a list of non-negotiables like this is, I'm just not going to try and replicate this. So I'm going to buy the more expensive packaged or processed version. And then certain things that you can make on your own or you can make from scratch to save that money. Actually having like a list of those things and and knowing that when you go grocery shopping can save you money versus like, oh, I wanted this this week and I don't have the ingredients. So let me just buy the, the you know, all done up, you know, jacked up I price option. I did experiment with making my own ice cream at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, yeah, which wasn't even like really? making my own ice How cream. Did that go? I have yet to eat homemade ice cream that tastes <laughs> good. Let's let's be honest. But I it's would good. go to like Walmart and I would buy their really cheap like base flavors and then I would add my own mix-ins and things. So I'd turn like regular vanilla or chocolate into like like a coffee situation or like mix in my own like chocolate slivers oh. or I really wanted to try and figure out how to do fudge swirl. Um, not like, like wet fudge, but you know, like yeah. in pan, well, I don't know. Do you know in panda paws? So like, you know, they have that, that fudge ribbon. There's a difference between yes. fudge roll and fudge ribbon. I couldn't figure that out. I want oh. so badly to know how to make fudge ribbon and that might be beyond my ability. I do know what you're talking about it. Cause it's like this yeah, like thicker, thicker and like part harder that a just... little bit. Like it's not, it's not brittle. Like you have to crunch it, but it's not, it's less liquidy, you know, more of a, yeah, it's delicious. Yeah. It's so good. That is delicious. I can actually picture that right now. And I think that's some of the things that like recognizing if you make your own food, like textures of things are one of the Mm -hmm. things that might go out the window Mm. first when it comes to making your own food. However, there are some foods that you're going to find like actually taste fresher and better and creamier and and maybe crisper and crunchier when you're making it yourself. But I do think that there are some differences between the packaged and processed foods. They're like me personally. Oh my gosh, I got this new cookie recipe. I made it literally three times last week alex it is so good because i love like a dense like chewy Mm -hmm. soft fluffy cookie so i would Mm. never buy the chips ahoy (laughs) but like i will like invest in 
ice cream because I, I, you know, I've also made my own ice cream with frozen bananas and stuff and it doesn't quite taste the same. So it's like, again, making the list of like the things that you can make on hand that I have those ingredients and I have a treat that I can make for much cheaper because I buy the flour mm-hmm. and stuff in bulk versus buying the really expensive now, gluten-free cookies. It's important that example. you know, it's important to me that you know that they do make chewy Chips Ahoy cookies. I feel like I've also had those, and I'm going to be honest, I don't think they're as good as, oh, like, no, a fresh baked It's, it's definitely a different, they're not trying to evoke, like, fresh, melty chocolate chip of... cookie. It's just, like, don't like to chew things. Here's here's a cookie that's soft. Yeah. <laughs> the, it, is, it is softer. It's softer. I wouldn't right. say it's quite no. fluffy, though. No, it doesn't right. have, like, that fluff of a fresh bake. But, yes, I think I have had those. Um, gosh, I really don't want to be downing or like bagging on this brand, but they've never been my favorite cookies. I wish I liked them more because I love their old timey theme song, their theme song. And I can't remember the actual name. I like, I have to look this up frequently, but their old timey theme song used to be like this really cool jazz theme. Uh, it was like the, like the, the, like, I don't know. I just love like the, the banging drums and the saxophone. I actually, that does sound familiar. Um, anyway. Yeah. I, I've been wanting, like, I keep coming up with other things to, like, distract us, and I'm I'm sorry. My brain is just really latching onto this whole thing here. That's okay. It it's one, one of those days. those days. I would love to learn how to make my own bread. I think that, like, if there is a food that mm. I would love my house to smell like because I'm making that, it would be fresh bread. So that's, I'll just leave, I'll leave it at that Ooh. because if we talk too much about this, it's going to ruin one of my final scream questions. But... Like making bread, okay. I think would be just cool and stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. I've made it a couple yeah. times and it is delicious. Yeah. That okay. is awesome. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here is my, my next tip for how to get it right. Keep it simple and keep staples on hand. So here are some of the simple staples that I think everybody can keep on hand if you're looking what to eat healthy clips? and save some money. Just staples? First of all is... clips, push pins. <laughs> the, oh gosh, why is language tripping us up today? I was going to try and come up with a different mm. word to combat that, but staples. <laughs> it's like, don't say the word staples. Staples. <laughs> I can't. What a, like a like a like a something mm-hmm. that you need right. to keep on hand. An essential. I don't know. An essential. An essential. Here are the essentials. Healthy eating essentials that are pretty cheap. Okay, frozen fruits and vegetables. Frozen fruits and veggies are actually picked at their peak ripe ripeness and like flash frozen, so you're less likely to have rotting, of course, because that keeps it much much longer. And actually, there's more nutritional value in in uh, frozen fruits and veggies than fresh fruits and veggies. Of course, if you can pick an apple from the orchard up the road, fantastic. But usually usually produce is traveling like across state lines and sometimes country lines. So frozen is absolutely healthier nutritionally for you. And they're so much cheaper than buying fresh because it also doesn't wilt. So keep the staples on hand. Like if you like broccoli, frozen carrots, whatever it is, frozen fruit for, uh, you know, smoothies, for example, put it in your yogurt. I really think that's a solid way to save money on produce um, if you're trying to eat healthier. So do not shy away from frozen. And also don't shy away from frozen meats that are clean or buying in bulk, like buying like, okay, okay, maybe, you know, six pack of 
uh, ground beef is on sale this week. You're not going to eat the whole thing. Stick it in the freezer. I think so often we actually waste money on healthy food because it wilts or it goes mm-hmm. bad before we eat it. <laughs> That's the thing with healthier food is it doesn't have as longer of a shelf life. So just like do not shy away from the freezer. Make it your friend. Truthfully, there's a lot of healthy foods that you can keep in the freezer. Um, it saves you time later on. And yeah, it's a great way to keep a lot of staples on hand, like meats, fruits, Jess and veggies. I love it when I compare her to uh, female members of my family, particularly my mother and grandmother. Uh, my grandmother loves to freeze food, as does Jess. Uh, meats and just fr- fruits, she like will take up my valuable ice cream space by cutting up bananas and laying them out on cookie trays so that she can use them for like smoothies and stuff yes um yeah yes, bread yes. as well like we'll buy bread and that that is truly a frustration yep. of mine there are some things that i wish i could eat more but i as a single person or even like me and jess are are not enough to go through an entire thing of that like it's so hard to find small sizes of chocolate milk for example and i love chocolate milk but yep. i'm not always in the mood to drink chocolate milk I don't eat cereal very often because I'm not hungry for breakfast. So I buy it. And if I buy it in anything above like in a, like an individual serve size, then I feel like it's going to go bad because, you know, but so it's nice that there are some foods that we can do that with. I've never tried it with chocolate milk. I feel like that probably yeah. wouldn't turn out well. I don't feel like yeah. you can freeze milk technically. Um, you could, if you drink regular milk or you use that enough, like maybe do some of the other. Right. Nest quick, yeah. <laughs> not necessarily that I can vouch that that's a healthier like brand. <laughs> milk and then like making that, and I feel like I, oh. I would. That's a line for me. There's that. That's a that crosses a line that I hold yeah. very <laughs> strong in my heart. Yeah, I'm truly a desperate man. Well, if I, get I to definitely that point. get what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> if you're yeah. if you're if you're yeah. drinking powdered milk, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I agree. I wouldn't I wouldn't go there. I know that's what they used to do or some people do it, but eh, kind of grosses me out, to be honest, to be honest. Uh, but I definitely think what you're saying as someone who lived alone for a while and it's just me and my partner as well. Uh, buying in bulk can save money, though. But if you're not like a family of seven, you're like, what do I do with this? Really, really freeze it as much as you can. Portion it out. Um, planning your meals can also save some some money because you know what you're eating rather than just keeping it in the fridge. I know I'm guilty of this. I know that I'm like, this week I want to try new fruits and vegetables or I go on a certain eating plan and I'm like, let me get rutabagas. But then I don't plan any meal to use rutabagas <laughs> and they sit in the fridge because they're not a food that I'm familiar with. So if you're buying something new healthy, I would recommend to plan some meals around it. Or maybe you look up some meals and dishes that actually seem appealing to you and then you buy the ingredients rather Rather than again just going to the store and blindly buying anything because it seems healthier, even if it is a fresh, a, fe- a fresh, you know, produce like a rutabaga, <laughs> for example. Um, but there's some other ways that we can save some money on some staples. So uh, frozen is far better than canned because canned is sometimes processed. However, you can get some veggies in a can where it's just veggies and salt, and that's totally fine. Like green beans, for example, legumes are fine because usually, again, it's just a little bit of sodium and and for example, chickpeas or black beans and you can rinse it off and then have those on tacos or whatever. Keeping some of those staples on hand and even sauces. There are plenty of healthy salsas and pasta sauces that don't have a lot of additives. It's just a matter of reading the labels and seeing 
Is there a ton of extra sugar in this? Are there things that I can't pronounce? Or again, when it comes to tomato products, a lot of times it's like tomatoes, garlic, onion. Okay, this makes sense. This is really a healthy option. Don't shy away from those. There are times when making your food does save you some money and it's healthier, but there are times when going with the canned version that's a little bit more convenient is totally okay. And it just takes a little bit of practicing, reading those labels, making sure you can pronounce those ingredients and it's still within the ramifications of how you label healthy. I like that. I do just, uh, I, I say this every time we talk about it, but I love the idea of health as not in a, a one size fits all situation. And I love personalization. I love the idea of like, you know, make your own health, make, yeah. Make personalization. Pocket. <laughs> uh, oh yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, and again, like, I think that is actually something really fun. Like, let's say you did grow up on, like, Pizza Pockets or, um, you know, I will have clients who will do this who are like, I took those, like, crackers that you showed me or just, like, that plain bread or simplest, and I made my own little pizza creation and it reminded me of, like, Pizza Pockets. And totally don't be afraid to do that um, and know that if you're doing it yourself and you're kind of using the simpler ingredients, some of those those products that... um again, don't seem that bad, but you know, ah, pizza pockets are probably not great for me. Yeah, they're just bread, tomato sauce, and cheese, but truthfully, the packaged version is always going to have more additives and maybe fake colors and things than if you do it on your own. So like, don't be afraid to experiment with that. And I've done things where I make a shake that has like avocado and chocolate and cocoa and things, and it like kind of make my own like Wendy's Frosty. So don't be afraid. It might not totally replace it. I know Alex is scowling at me now, but don't be afraid to experiment a little bit. And you just might through that search, find something that you really like that is healthy and it saves you some money. I'll try most things once. And if we do ever get around to the taste test season finale episode, avocado yes. and avocado Frosty. So it could could be good. It could like it, that oh, could Alex. be a great thing. I'd I'd want it to be so good, you know. See if we do a taste test, I can bring some to you. Um, or yeah, we could have kind of some on hand. But if you want me to make you my real best creations, mm. you would have to come to my kitchen because I might need some gadgets. But I promise I could probably fool you. I almost want to do like a blindfold test and be food? like, what if, what have I hidden in this food? And I bet you won't be able to taste or the like, avocado. Yeah, like, I, I don't know how difficult this would be to set up, but like, a, which of these things has the, like, the health ingredient in it kind of a thing? Yeah. Ooh, a lot of, yeah. lot of fun ideas for that. Yeah. I don't know. That is, that is really fun. Sure. <laughs> well, Absolutely. I have a couple more tips. Should I go over them? Okay. Um, I just wanted to give some other ideas for cheap whole foods, foods that aren't really processed, that really can be staples that you can have on hand whole oats. So the truth is those little packets of oatmeal are convenient, but they tend to have a lot more sugar. And if you get a big bag of oats that again, you can still pop in the microwave and add your own flavoring to, you're saving money and it's healthier for you. Same goes with rice and quinoa and like whole grain pasta or even just a plain like red lentil gluten-free pasta. You can buy those things in bulk and keep them on hand. Um, these ones that are shelf stable that aren't necessarily unhealthy and I think we overlook them and we think that we need to overcomplicate healthy eating, but literally saying, hey, I'm gonna have rice and then I'm gonna take some veggies out of the freezer and I, I got some chicken, plain chicken this week and let me do this up and this is a simple meal that doesn't take a lot of time. 
Um, and just kind of to go off of this, olives, pickles are fantastic. Hot sauce really has nothing, nothing too bad in it. Olive oil, vinegar, seasonings, beans, and legumes. These are a lot of my whole food staples that I recommend to people because you can get cheap versions. They're not super fancy, but they're healthy and you can get, buy them pretty cheap. Okay, excellent. It, it seems like in a lot of these cases, the trade-off truly is like, like a, a time kind of thing. So like you, if you have the time to make some of these things yourself and honestly, like they, they don't tend to take a lot of time. I, it sounds like at least in a lot of these cases, I can't speak from experience. Um, but you know, playing with your food and making it yourself with those ingredients, as opposed to buying the whole thing together where it's been packaged and processed and, you know, doctored up so that it stays good long enough for you to be able to buy it from the store um, might, you know, might be an actual decent trade-off. Yeah. Yeah. I actually think like it definitely, maybe there needs to be a little bit mm -hmm. of a mindset shift here. One of the things that I like to say is kind of reframing buying or spending mm -hmm. into investing. So yes, you might be buying some money on produce or spending your time buying prepping and money. cooking a little bit more, but you could kind of think of that. <laughs> is that what I just said? <laughs> buying some money. <laughs> We've just had many, many like tangents. So my brain is not here today. Oh my gosh. Buying some products with or your hard earned money. money as, as, a, <laughs> as you might say in the vernacular. Or spending some money. Yeah, in the vernacular. But what I like to say is investing. So it is a, an investment of your money and your time potentially, but down the road, it could save, um, you know, it could save you some medical bills. It could save you some time in the long run, because I think when you prioritize your health, you're maybe less likely to continually go out to get a coffee every morning, or you might like be less likely to feel the need to get like candy every time you go to the store or um, get ice cream all the time. And maybe you keep it on hand at, at home instead of like, let's go to ice cream every single weekend in the summer. And I do think there are some ways that you can kind of reframe these investments and just again, prioritize your needs, prioritize what is a treat for you and what is not a treat um, or what kind of isn't worth it. It's ultimately up to you. And I hope as always, this episode just kind of gets your wheels turning on like, what's worth it for me? Where can I save some money? Where can I save a little bit of time? Where do I want to spend that time maybe making these meals? And how can I simplify this? It takes a little bit of planning, but the more you do it, truthfully, it is totally possible, I think, to eat healthier on a budget. Okay. Excellent. There, uh, that, that sounded like a good wrap up. Was it, was there anything else that you wanted it to add? It did sound like a good wrap up. Mm -hmm. I will add one more that I, I forgot to share in here that one of the ways that you can kind of up your nutrition, but also save some money or save maybe some trips to the store is buying mm -hmm. in season and local. Um, and the reason this is helpful is because it does help like your actual local farmers and it's more nutritious when we actually have foods that are in season versus the strawberries that you're going to get in the middle of winter that were shipped right. across the country, <laughs> right? So it's better for your health, truthfully, to buy in season and local, but you're also going to save money because they're less likely to go bad. I think a lot of times when people are eating healthier and they usually default to eating more fruits and vegetables and produce and they're like, I bought these raspberries, but they... They, you know, started to mold in two days and it's like, well, you're buying raspberries 
in the middle of winter right. in upstate New York. I'm sorry, but like save that for the, the summer when you can pick them yourself and make a whole little trip out of it. You're less likely to waste it. It is more nutritious than when it's again transported. And if you have to, you know, buy and season and local in bulk and then save it in the freezer. You have like a raspberry patch up the road, pick a ton and then save it throughout the rest of the fall for yourself. I think that's one of the ways to kind of wrap up some of these things that you can do to plan. Uh, so eat seasonally, eat low locally, you know that your money, your hard-earned money, you'll be buying food with your money, not <laughs> buying your money, uh, using products or using or eating food that, again, like at least supports right. your local community. It truly does sound like the way to get it right here. The, the, the big tip, the big takeaway for today's episode is just invest in one of those standalone freezers. <laughs> Find some space, yeah. invest in a big old freezer so you can just freeze things all year round, you know? Freeze it all. Freeze your fruits, freeze your breads, freeze your meats. Freeze your absolutely. children. Kick absolutely. This was them. not, this episode was not sponsored by or, you know, insert Whirlpool, refrigerator company because I can't eat. Sure. Whirlpool. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was trying to think. Samsung. No sponsors here. No sponsors. Doesn't matter. I don't care if you're using an ice box. It is going to help you mm -hmm. save money on your nutritious foods. I can use this to yeah. convince Jess yeah. to let me get a mini fridge so I don't have to walk as far for my soda when I'm playing games. <laughs> that is Thanks. a wonderful Thanks. healthy yeah, tip, Alex. That. I love it. <laughs> All right. Is it time then to <laughs> jump to into the, the final scream for today? It is time. So uh, if you're just joining us for this episode, the final scream is a segment where we touch on some questions, some serious, some nonsense questions that are developed as the episode happens. I don't get to look at the outline for the episodes before we start. Uh, it's just things that pop into my brain as Trish talks. Uh, so you can usually tell how, how much we covered by the content of the questions. If we were really, really succinct, then a lot of them are more nonsense. Uh, but typically we get a nice mix of serious and silly. So, uh, we typically do a timer of 20 seconds. I'm going to go ahead and get my, my timer up and ready. There we go. 20 seconds. Are you ready, Trish? First question I'm for ready. today. Um, so these healthy versions of foods, you mentioned in your How to Get It Wrong, maybe not necessarily healthy to look for healthy replacements of other foods. Are healthier versions things that like, mm -hmm. hey, you know, lower sodium or, you know, replacing, are they truly healthier? Or like you mentioned, is that just mm -hmm. an advertising tactic to mark up prices? The true answer here is it does depend. There are some versions that are healthier, that have less sodium, that is going to be far better than the high sodium option. Or maybe there are ones that have certain ingredients that are allergens, like a gluten-free version might not be healthier, but if you have celiac disease or gluten intolerance, it might be healthier. So the Ooh, truth okay. is it depends. All right. Right on, right on the buzzer on that one. But nice yeah. job. Nice job. Uh, Right on the buzzer. And that's all I can say. You know, if we did a product by product breakdown, mm. that might be a fun episode, right? Showing like, here's the, the standard version. Here's the version that's supposed to be healthier. And let's look at the ingredients. Sometimes it's going to be healthier. I like and that idea and it, it kind of ties into the next question. Uh, so we can maybe do a primer, like preparing okay. for that particular episode. You mentioned ignoring the labels because often the labels okay. are going to make claims that we know likely are not super healthy. Like if something claims to have zero sodium or, you know, zero this, zero fat or zero that, like that means that maybe 
we're getting an increase of something else. Uh, and those labels just in general might be misleading. So if we're ignoring the labels, what can we compare instead? You mentioned like, you know, look at the ingredients. So, you know, in 20 seconds, what would we look for? Yeah. That's a great, great question. I think maybe I should clarify that I say don't look at the front packaging or don't judge something by the front packaging. The front is going to have all those claims that are maybe bogus. The actual ingredient label and to some extent the nutrition label that's on the side or the back is going to have more actual backing okay. than the front. That was probably 20 seconds. I hit yep. the reset button and then it didn't. Uh -huh. You know, the front is like the front is like the billboard that's meant to top, like pull you in. And that's not necessarily fact, whereas the back are the Party actual the front, nutrition business facts. in the back. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> good. All good. Right. One. I like so that. Uh, you mentioned one of the ways to get it right is to look into making your own foods. If I were a person who's never, you know, made my own foods before, would you, are there any resources, sites uh, that you would recommend checking out? Ooh, that's a really good question, Alex. And I think I wanted to make a note that like, if you don't like eating or you don't like cooking, <laughs> <laughs> you don't like cooking, you might like end up making some, you might buy for convenience. But honestly, the truth is Pinterest is one of my favorites, you know, or, or following some like me who occasionally, you know, okay. posts about recipes. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, and I imagine that's also something that if we were to do an episode on like making things or comparing, you know, that it could just be a fun thing to be like, hey, you know, today we're going to take a look at doing this and some things to consider, some things not to consider. So I like this. I like these episodes that yeah, like spawn, absolutely. you know, more ideas and episodes. All right. Uh, what does flash frozen mean and how does it compare to regular freezing? Is it better or worse? Mm. I think regular freezing is you just put food in a freezer, freezer bag. Flash frozen is frozen really quickly? Okay. Question mark? I actually don't know. I probably misused that term. Manufacturers are going to be like, this girl doesn't know what she's talking That's about. That's okay. I've, I've heard the term before and, I, and my brand was like, okay, so they like, they cool it. Yeah faster like what you know wasn't sure if you had any insight on the Ooh, process you know what i think you know what i think i could be wrong here but i think there are things mm -hmm. that are already cooked and then they're frozen quickly enough so that they mm -hmm. can still be preserved mm -hmm. and then reheated like, um, and i think regular freezing is freezing raw food like raw meat could be a, raw veggies. A thing to look into maybe touch on at the beginning of next episode nice <laughs> can definitely google all that, right sure and finally, as always, how does this relate to ice cream? Well, you keep ice cream in the freezer. <laughs> <That's a big laughs> Not everything that goes in the freezer is created equal. You could definitely have some unhealthy foods there. But I think like anything prioritizes, is that going to be one that goes on your list of, well, I spend it anyway? Or can you find a healthier version of food of ice cream by making it yourself or being smart okay. with the ingredients? Excellent list. job. Or... Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, making your stuff. If you, you know, maybe we could hold a, con if we get enough listeners, you know, uh, hold a contest where just make ice cream yourself and send it to me because I win by getting ice cream. And I would love, like, I would love to taste a homemade ice cream that tastes like ice cream. Now, I have, in case any of my family members end up listening to this, I do have some family members who historically have made ice cream on an annual basis. And they have actually done a really good job with it. Where, like, you can tell that it's not store-bought ice cream, 
but it is still it is still yeah. pretty good um but you know i i'm always oh, wow. on the look for like you know the next the next best thing i would be interested in that too i'm pretty sure it's probably like other cream based things where there actually is a it probably has to do with the process right. of how much they churn it right like an ice cream maker i think is far better than if you truly mm-hmm. make it just by hand <laughs> with utensils i'm sure that that adds to the creaminess something happens there i don't know i bet there is a probably a how to how a it's made on, like i know, have a lot of how ice cream is really really I, made. i'm so sorry i, oh. I thought like it, i i apologize for for jumping the gun there um, oh no it's okay I have a lot of different dreams. One of them is owning like a little restaurant cafe, but another one is to like make my own brand of ice cream. I love ice cream and I can think of no better way to like, you know, people know me as the person who just is obsessed with ice cream. And I would love to turn that into like, I'd love to just make ice cream. You know, I'd love to have a brand someday that you could buy in a store with like a little thing on the back. That's like, Alex was always that guy that people were like, he's going to die because of all the ice cream he eats, you know? And then like, and then 20 years later. <laughs> He's still kicking away. He's still eating these stuff. Okay, first of all, the funniest part of what you just said is like, you're going to live 20 more God, years. I hope not. <laughs> which is like, not long. 20 years? You're only, what, 27, Alex? I or not even 26? I not remember anymore. What year is it? It's 2021. It's 2021. Um. I th- Man, that's probably maybe. All the ice cream I talking. think I turn twenty seven this year. Yeah, I turn twenty seven this year in like. I think that would make sense. Almost a, actually a week tomorrow. Yeah. Wow! Well, happy but early birthday. I'm gonna go home and celebrate by yeah. <laughs> eating ice cream and pizza. <laughs> eating <laughs> ice cream. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite places on this planet. <laughs> Ah, well, that is awesome. That is awesome. I love it. I hope you had um, some, you know, got some insights from our episode today, listeners. Maybe you learned something new. You have a new tip on how to eat healthy or you just maybe had a laugh. So thank you for listening again. We We always appreciate it. We we keep on going because of the things that we hear from you and uh, it, it means a lot to us. So please continue to say things to us in person. Uh, And as the... Uh, blurb will be telling you soon leave a review hit subscribe uh, send us a message on facebook um, anything like that it's the, the, the little bits of encouragement that really make our day and keep us excited to keep doing this whole thing so appreciate that absolutely Thanks for listening to Ice Cream You Scream. Our podcast is co-produced by Alexander Rodriguez and Trish Whetstone. Our theme was composed by Russo and used with licensing provided by Artlist.io. Our logo was created by Trish Whetstone and Alexander Rodriguez. If you love what you're hearing, leave a review and hit subscribe. For more health and wellness information, connect with at Feel Good Gut Girl on Instagram, within the Feel Good Gut Facebook group, or visit healthcoachingbytrish.com. Here's to feeling good in your gut.